0: Hello, my creepy companions. Welcome back to Spooky AF. This is your host Suze, and I'm joined by my co-host Rob. Rob, how are you doing today?
1: I'm not too bad, actually. Um, um you know, it's it's a Sunday when we're recording. You know, it's been a nice weekend, so I'm 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 pretty good. I'm in that post kind of Christmas kind of feeling, but you know, all, all good. How are you?
0: Yeah, no, the same. It's uh, it's good to be recording again, but it's um, it's always. I mean, I'm I like I said before we start recording, I am in the depths of the holiday blues. So, so I am I'm I'm very much uh, looking forward to my topic today, which will kind of reflect <laughs> reflect my feelings.
1: Excellent. I love that you're like focusing your energies into a topic.
0: Um. So yeah, I guess I wanted to hit the ground running with kind of a broad topic because one of the things that i did over christmas with my partner was watch a lot of telly and um specifically we wanted to catch up on some things that we hadn't seen and one of the things we caught up on was the brilliant fall of the house of usher now have you seen this yet rob
1: no i've actually not seen it at all and i have a reason for it because i have committed to watching so I've obviously seen the other haunting of shows. So Hill House and Blind yeah. Manor. Love them. Big, big fan. Not watched Midnight Mass yet. So I'm trying to watch Midnight Mass before I kind of watch anything else that this person has, has made, so.
0: Okay, well, I, having seen Midnight Mass, I can also say great stuff. But I would say that Fall of the House of Usher might be my favorite of the series.
1: Oh, that's good to know, actually, because it looks incredible. Like it, And it looks properly, like, genuinely creepy oh yeah so I'm actually looking forward to it um I, I suppose that you can't can't really go wrong with Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> like...
0: no and that's what's kind of brilliant is that like because you start out this is on this is on this is a no no spoiler space you start out like the very beginning of the very first episode there's a um a pharmaceutical magnet and his his six of all six of his children are dead and oh, that's nice you don't yeah so like that's how you start out the series and so each episode kind of encapsulates or is an adaptation of an Edgar Allan Poe story. So, obviously, Fall of the House of Usher is, overall, is uh, a, a Poe text, but they've also got, like, Mask of the Red Death and the Telltale Heart and all these Im- uh, kind of motifs and stories kind of weave into this overarching story as to why and how his children have died.
1: Okay. Interesting. So,
0: yeah, it is. It's really interesting. It's really well shot, and it is It's incredibly, it's quite gory, it's incredibly creepy, but it's not, it's not out to scare you the way, in the the kind of jump scare way that kind of Hill House would have had very much a vibe of. It's much more this sense of impending doom that just stretches throughout the series, which makes it just delicious to watch.
1: So basically it's just being a millennial.
0: (laughs) It's being a millennial, but it's also great because it's also satisfying because you're watching like these terrible things happen to like, a family that is inherently bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fun. Okay. Like they, they, like this is again not spoiling. This is set out from the beginning. They are a um, a pharmaceutical family. They run a, uh, a pharmaceutical company uh, that has is being blamed for the opioid crisis.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, I'm so on board yeah. Then. So you, yeah. Yeah, there's no love lost, but, like, you're not like, oh, no, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, these no. good people.
1: <laughs> don't die. Oh, yeah, sure <laughs> But you
0: were such a great person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's... Anyway, so I highly suggest, dear uh, listeners, um, if you're interested at all in anything that we talk about, like, I 100% recommend Follow the House of Usher. Um, I'm sure that, like, I'm going to be harping Rob to watch it soon, so we can talk about it. But I wanted to touch on it because being... Uh, Based on Edgar Allan Poe's texts, something that appears a lot, unsurprisingly, is the raven. And uh, so there's a lot of raven imagery and basically a lot of uh, ravens-ass death omens. So today, what I wanted to do was go over a bunch of different death omens from cultures around the world. From, like, the most mundane appearance of common animals to strange sounds to fantastical creatures howling for impending deaths i want to talk about all the things that i've kind of found that were in some ways some of them are hilarious and some of them are really creepy and some of them you've never heard of before about like how we how humanity is seeking to exert some kind of certainty over or some kind of sign of impending death Amazing. So that's what I'm going to be going over today.
1: Love, love me some death diamonds.
0: Yeah. Um, and again, like some of these you'll probably heard of, but I don't think you'll have heard of all of these. So um, I'm just kind of going to dive in and we can talk about them as we go, if that if that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so before I get before I really get going, I should give you my sources, just to just to say. So my sources are current.com, talk death, Wikipedia, Specifi- Specifipedia, HowStuffWorks, How Stuff Works, The Irish Examiner, Monstrous.com, Scottish Wildlife Trust, and a few others.
1: Tom, you, um you. You fucking did your homework this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to get kind of a, a wide a wide variety of ones, because I, I obviously know what death omens come from sort of my neck of the woods, but I don't, I'm less sure of other ones. And some of these were genuinely surprising. I never heard of them. Yeah. But I wanted to start with, so since we're talking about, like, the raven, hark the raven, nevermore, let's talk with crows and magpies. So obviously, also corvids. Um, the number of them obviously matters. So crows, for example, uh, one means anger, two is mirth, three a wedding, four a birth, Five is heaven, six is hell, seven is the devil himself, and that's a rhyme to the number of crows that you see. And like in Dublin, we see a lot of crows. Yeah. So <laughs> I I often wonder how much uh, how many times I kind of count them.
1: Yeah, that's more than fair. You know, crows are uh, crows are cool. I, I I like crows.
0: Oh, they're dead smart, which is really really interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the like the experiments they've done with crows that can like solve riddles, solve puzzles, oh yeah, and things. It's, it's r- really interesting. Yeah, worryingly but smart. I, oh yeah, which which makes which gives some credence to them being like maybe they do know something we don't know in yeah. terms of the veil <laughs> between life and death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, keep, let's keep an eye
1: on those crows. Maybe they're the ones that are killing us.
0: I also like the people who were like, ah, oh, the number matters. Yeah, if I just see one, it's shit. But maybe two's okay. But three's shit again.
1: But mm, <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. Um, another one would be magpies. So oh, yeah. the, the most well-known verse is, uh, this actually goes up to 13. So it's one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret, never to be told, eight for a wish, nine for a kiss, 10 for a surprise, you should be careful not to miss, 11 for health, 12 for wealth, but 13, beware, is the devil himself. So again, we're kind of like, ra- like magpies suddenly have the ability to, um, predict like the sex of, of of babies and they indicate wishes and like there's just there's a lot packed into that
1: yeah the magpie one is actually an interesting one and um it's actually really funny that you bring this up because um we just went out for dinner with neighbors and uh, they're not from ireland a conversation came up around like paranormal things just as the conversation went it it ended up coming up that They were asking questions about what superstitions do we have in Ireland and things like this. And I mentioned the the thing about magpies and they were like, what? Uh, So I explained the whole thing about magpies. And it's so funny that you brought up the rhyme because (laughs) I said to my wife, we only knew up to (laughs) ten. So we, we said the rhyme to them in the restaurant. We were explaining it all to them, but then we looked into it afterwards. Yeah, it's it's so apparently that rhyme actually goes up to 20. But the one about Twi- fear- it goes up to twenty. It goes up to twenty. But the one on thirteen about the devil himself—that was kind of like the accepted ending. But apparently, there's like it goes up to twenty. There's like it. it I think it gets a lot more vague after that. It's all just like kind of like oh, make your choice, take your pick. Uh You know, your heart. <laughs> well, after <wish. laughs>
0: after you've after you've like indicated the devil's presence, I guess you can be a bit more vague after that. Yeah,
1: for sure, because it's kind of like motherfucker if you survived 13 like, if you, you made it past 13 you get what you want after this <laughs>
0: Oh that's, oh, that's hilarious. I didn't know. I'll have to look into to see what the other the other ones are. Well, it's a bit like, because I was reading, this is a bit off topic, but how, like the continuation of common phrases or like the misinterpreting we've done. So I was just thinking in speci- like specifically of um, when people say blood is thicker than water, yeah. that's not the actual saying. The actual saying is um, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So it actually means the opposite of what we... That's kind so of funny. commonly use it as. That's so
1: funny.
0: <laughs> Isn't it, though? It's basically saying, like, yeah, your biological family ain't shit.
1: <laughs> that's so, so funny. Of course, somehow it's been flipped the other way.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, so so no, that's really fascinating about the magpie thing, and going up to 20. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking of, like, I'm not sure I've ever seen more. I wouldn't have seen more than, like, 13 magpies together at a time. But, yeah. uh... So, So I was thinking of, like, maybe they get more vague as they go up after 13, because you're just less likely to see that many of them at once.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. No, like, you, you definitely do see less. And, like, you know, having grown up in the countryside in Ireland, like, you do see quite a lot of magpies, but I don't think you'd really see anywhere around like 13 or more no but yeah the magpies thing is very interesting and it's still very much so a real superstition in ireland today like very much so a real superstition still
0: oh absolutely i have a welsh friend who um she salutes magpies every time she sees them
1: yeah it's the same here like you'll often find people will wave at them and like greet them um mm-hmm. to like wane off like bad luck and things like that ah great
0: like ah just i love this death omen stuff like and so like so aside from crows and magpies and ravens which are kind of the obvious ones there are cats obviously especially black cats which unfortunately this superstition is so in many ways across many cultures and has gotten quite global it has unfortunately led to them being very difficult to find homes for in shelters yeah so a lot of black cats have been uh, have been put down because they people refuse to adopt them.
1: It's it's funny as well because like I remember reading somewhere recently. I remember listening to a podcast or something, but um, I know a lot of cultures say that black cats are bad luck, but mm. in Ireland and the UK, it's they're viewed as good luck. Um, oh
0: yeah, because there is kind of a yeah.
1: So it's it's quite funny how like other. Cultures have been like, nah, fuck that. (laughs) We we don't want them. We we don't, we don't fuck with them. No. But then in Ireland, like, uh, and in the UK, I believe, like, they're generally viewed as like a a good sign. Like if a black cat crosses your path or something like that, it's, it's, you know, it's a good thing.
0: Well, it just, it all speaks to, and we'll get into this further as we go along on this list. um, Like, it all speaks to this kind of complicated relationship that humanity has with death and the uncertainty of death.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And how
0: we view things. Yeah. Um, I'd say so like, other than cats, dogs also are a very common omen of death, and I think, like, you can, I mean, obviously my first touchstone for that would be, like, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with the Grim. Yeah. Uh, that being kind of a, uh, a common one, uh, I saw, like, there's often reference to if you see a black dog, uh, you're to shoot it with a silver bullet in order to counteract the bad luck and omen of death that it's brought upon you.
1: Yep, that, that checks uh, which out. Is
0: that checks out, which I mean, that also, I'm like, I mean, fair enough, werewolves. But um, uh, another one would be bees. Like if bees um, kind of uh, congregate around a, a dead tree on your property, it means someone in your family will die within a year. Oh. Which no. is not one I had heard before, I because not- I don't often think of bees as portents of death.
1: Not the bees. But...
0: No, exactly. But I'm like, they're they're supposed to save us. We're we're supposed to support the pollinators.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> but... I, I disagree with that fundamentally. Like, no, we're we're keeping the bees.
0: We're keeping the bees. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another insect would be. Have you ever heard of the death watch beetle?
1: I have. They look very cool.
0: They do look very cool, and they make they, it. It's actually interesting. So they they make a sound uh, in wood during their mating season because the males will and. This is, I think, just perfect, perfect metaphor. The males will bang their head against wood to attract a, <laughs> attract a, attract a female.
1: It's nice to see that, you know, across species, <laughs> males yes. are still fundamentally the same. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, and so, and this is actually it, the first kind of uh, introduction I had that, had to that particular insect and the, the, kind of uh, lore around it was the film I don't know if you've ever seen it, um, Practical Magic no. with uh, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman it's no. from the late 90s, but it's uh, it's about a family of witches. but anyway, Sandra Bullock's husband, like they're, they're in their family, if they hear the Death Watch Beetle, then their their, their mate will die. And so Sandra Bullock's husband dies that day that she hears the Death Watch Beetle. So that's actually I first I for a long time I thought it was only associated with that film, but it turns out it's quite a quite a common uh, death omen across across cultures. That's cool. Okay, so now we're gonna get into some some that are so commonplace, you're gonna think, what the fuck? and some that are so outlandish you're gonna think, what the fuck? So here we go. Um, oh, so, sticking with animals for a moment, um, white horses. What? Yes. So, if two white horses are pulling a hearse, a family member will die within the year. However, one white steed in your stable is good luck. However, if you see any white animal, including white horses at night, someone in your family will die soon.
1: Okay, that is far too vague. Um... that that, that's literally just like yeah anyone could die at any point
0: Uh, well oh just just you wait things are about to get (laughs) wild (laughs) that that one's gonna seem so logical to you in a few minutes um uh so if a flower blooms out of season specifically if a rose blooms in the autumn then someone in your family will die
1: Okay, well, this is concerning because climate change is causing this to happen. Um, Oh, don't you?
0: Well, (laughs) just I have a comment on climate change. Okay, because my wife is currently
1: having like full-on panic attacks that our daffodils are already starting to bloom. (laughs) So this is a very weird conversation in our house at the moment.
0: Um, well, uh, speaking of global warming, this is, it's not great for death omens because if, uh, a green Christmas means a full graveyard and a hot May makes a fat graveyard.
1: Excellent. Well, this, you know, I guess it checks out with global warming, but you know, this, <laughs> these problems are going to be causing deaths and things anyway, but that's, uh, Absolutely. Still, still not good.
0: Uh, cedar trees. Cedar trees are omens of death. <laughs> if yes oh yes if you try to remove one death will come to you when the limbs reach the length of your coffin
1: right (laughs) which is
0: sinister and weird
1: yeah that's some that yeah properly said that sounds like a threat firstly (laughs) (laughs) i feel
0: i I feel personally attacked by cedar trees yeah
1: that's um that's an interesting one that's the cedar trees like looking out for themselves like spreading rumors
0: (laughs) oh it's like that terrible film um was it the happening when the plants started making everybody kill themselves? I will
1: hear not a single bad word about that film.
0: <laughs> of course, you won't. Um. So that that yeah. So cedar trees. Um. Which I'm I'm like deathly allergic to cedar trees, which is kind of hilarious because okay, so this was made just, for you. Yes, a hundred percent. Um. Because back in back where I'm from in Texas, we have a lot of cedar, and I was constantly sneezing and sniffling and all that. So it, it was clearly indicating to me that I had to get out of there. And I did.
1: More than so, more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, here's one. Um, death omen. Um, when the tide ebbs.
1: So every single day.
0: So every single day. Because <laughs> it, it, this is, comes from um, uh, coastal cities, particularly around Britain, but that death will only occur when the tide is out.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Again, so. so commonplace, it's almost rendered meaningless, but... Here we go. Here's one. So, the sun shining.
1: Ah, here. Come on now. The, where is this from? Oh, this if, actually if the, to be fair, this could be from Ireland.
0: This. Well, it is. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's such a rare if occurrence the, here.
0: If the sun shines brightly on someone at a funeral's face, they will be the next to die.
1: Oh, so that's basically like what God indicating like you're next.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Welcome home, son.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, if you're late to a funeral, another death in the family of the deceased will occur. So, if you're not great with keeping time, you've basically damned somebody else in the bereaved's family.
1: Okay, I won't. I won't share that one with my family because they're not particularly famous for timekeeping.
0: For timekeeping, <laughs> exactly. Um, if your name was the last one uttered by the recently deceased, you're next.
1: Oh, okay. Which is so you could weaponize a bit... this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a bit sinister. <laughs> you could hold on to that your entire life. You get to your deathbed and you look someone straight in the eyes and say their yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's a level of petty that I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever broken a dish or a glass?
1: I, yeah, it's it's a common enough occurrence i suppose
0: someone in your family's gonna die soon Fair. i hate to say it
1: look this is it this is how it happens you know the sun is shining probably when i did it as well
0: oh yeah if three lamps are put on a single table at once someone in the family will die within a year
1: now are these so, three, three lamps as in like oil lamps <laughs> or are these just you know has this, i like to think this is i like to think it the
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I like to think it started with oil lamps, but now it's just if you stick three electric lamps on a table. (laughs) Three
1: LED bulbs. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Set to different, like, levels of brightness on your app. (laughs)
1: Yeah. A a modern-day death omen.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so here's some, uh... Oh, here's some around... Some creepy ones around mirrors.
1: Okay.
0: So this is from New England. If three people look into a mirror at the same time, one of them will die soon. (laughs) Uh... Even more gruesome, if a baby looks into a mirror and sees its reflection before it is one year old, you guessed it, it's a goner.
1: Okay, fair. Um,
0: Yeah, so you're actually supposed to turn all the mirrors in your house around um, so a baby won't be able to see its reflection until it's at least a year old.
1: Is that that whole thing about babies being able to see things in the kind of spirit realm and things like that because they're still kind of like fresh out of the oven?
0: Oh, yeah. We've, that, i've got some yeah. stuff about that here i okay. have quite a bit of baby baby stuff baby going. lore baby lore so uh here's some if you trim a baby's nails before it's a year old it will die in infancy
1: no that, i'm sorry that's bullshit
0: <laughs> <laughs> well yes of course
1: no, but um, like even uh, the person who came up with that they themselves couldn't have believed that when they were saying this. <laughs>
0: if the first milk tooth a baby develops is on the top of its mouth it will die
1: okay fair. if
0: it's born with what is considered to be extra long fingers it's either going to die in infancy or become a piano player that's literally the, the legend
1: what did they have like a scale of reference <laughs> i
0: guess because <laughs> i saw some that were like oh yes if the baby's fingers are extra long it will die in infancy or will become a piano player
1: <laughs> right so i love how they've built in like uh they, they've built in um a failsafe where it's like yeah well no you said my child was going to die while well, i said they were going to die or become a piano player
0: which is worse i yep. mean <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that yeah, life as a musician uh, <laughs> or early death exactly yeah.
0: um if a baby sneezes at the dinner table it's gone <laughs>
1: it's just done
0: done it's just it's just that night just done um Here's a, here's an interesting one. Um, well, this is interesting because it is something that has happened to me so often growing up with Venetian blinds, window shades falling of their own accord is a death omen.
1: Okay, what is that like a ghost kind of like letting you know? Time, yeah, it's like
0: it's sh- yeah, it's like it's yeah, shutting out the shutting out the light. And this is from Canada. That one.
1: Okay, so um, fair.
0: Yeah, so this one's this one's pretty creepy in my opinion. So this is a uh, phantom funerals. Have you heard of these?
1: No, well, maybe I have. I don't know.
0: Um, so it's, if you, if you, for example, are out and about and you see a funeral, funeral procession, procession, excuse me, and you recognize people in the procession, um, however, they are pearlescent and slightly translucent. (laughs) Um, they are, so basically you see a ghost funeral.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and some say you can only sense it at one sense at a time. So you can only hear it and then you'll see it. And then you'll smell it, and it, it's kind of got some lore around that. But if you then walk up to it and look in the coffin, you'll see your own body.
1: Brilliant. And love that. it's a
0: sign, yeah, it's a sign that your your actual funeral is is impending. It's upcoming.
1: That sounds like it's been pulled straight out of like an Edgar Allan Poe book.
0: Oh, absolutely. I just I just love the idea of you walking along and you seeing a funeral possession that no one else can see. Oh, that that would that is proper creepy
1: i also love how it's like based on senses so you get this weird smell first and you're like oh what's that and, and then it's like yeah. oh i heard something huh <laughs> strange
0: <laughs> well i i i always i always thought it'd be great to have a new orleans style funeral so maybe you just start hearing jazz
1: yeah just really <laughs> upbeat jazz and you're like yeah. looking around everyone else is walking normally and you're like Does no one else hear this
0: you're like do 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 um so yeah that's phantom funerals that actually came up in a fair few cultures um something specific to a fair few i think originating in germany would be uh viewing your doppelganger
1: Yeah, heard of that one
0: exactly so if you see some if you see your double that is a sign that either you are going to die um or that your double is going to take your place
1: yeah and kill you yeah we could almost do a full episode on doppelgangers to be fair
0: oh we probably will in the future because i'm sure like there are some great accounts of them oh yeah um, if you sneeze before breakfast on Sunday morning, you will hear of a death before the next Saturday ends.
1: You see, this is unfair because in certain cultures, I'm thinking Ireland in particular with Catholicism and all, um, a lot of people don't have breakfast until after mass. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> That's a long time to not sneeze. <laughs> and you're probably, like, gonna be up early because, you know, you have to get ready for mass. So, like, you could potentially be up from, like, 6 through till maybe, like, 12 o'clock. You're being like, oh, you can't sneeze
0: oh geez that's that's pressure
1: yeah like that's that's a tough one like you're running the gauntlet every sunday morning
0: well particularly in allergy season
1: yeah for sure or you could be one of those people that if you like look up at the sky and you see the sun you sneeze
0: oh god yeah well you've already looked up at the sky you see the sun shit that's a death omen then you sneeze shit there's another one
1: yeah and (laughs) you just so happen to be at a funeral
0: do they cancel each other out like two negatives
1: cedar trees all surrounding the uh the graveyard (laughs)
0: you go and cut a baby's fingernails just to try and cancel out the sun
1: (laughs) if you add on so many omens is it like multiplying two minus numbers together that it makes a positive (laughs) exactly like suddenly are you like in for really good luck yeah you've counter-omened everything and now all of a sudden you can't die you've become immortal
0: 100 percent um there's some dealing with diseases so if you get shingles for example and the sores go all the way around your body you will die which that one kind of makes sense because i mean if you get a bad enough case of shingles you might die
1: yeah i also just think if you get a bad enough case of shingles you'll want to die
0: (laughs) oh god yeah Um, shivering when sick or cold is a sign that someone has walked over the location of your future grave
1: Okay, so I actually do say this quite a lot if i'm around like my mom and things like that or actually with my wife, um if we're just out in public or whatever, and if I shiver, I'll, I, my general reaction is I'll say out loud like, "Oh, someone's just walked over my grave." Oh, really? Yeah. So this is this is a, a thing that I, I I do know of, and yeah, I, I wasn't aware it was the sickness thing. I think I, I just thought it was just shivering in general.
0: Oh no! So I saw well shivering either for sickness or cold, but yeah, no, it's it's one I hadn't heard, but so I, I thought it was I it was interesting because obviously there's a lot of like if your ears are ringing somebody's talking about you. Yeah. But uh, this is the first time I saw one with a slightly creepier aesthetic to it. Um, so it's good to know that it's it's in common use. Oh yeah. Um, uh, eclipses, which that one, this one makes sense because honestly, like historically, if you saw an eclipse, you would think it was the fucking apocalypse.
1: Fair. That is true. And also, historically, if you saw on the clips and looked up at it, like, you know, you <laughs> a block at the very least.
0: <laughs> so, so something but ba- It's an omen of something yeah, bad it's, ki- it's
1: killed your eyes at the very least.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so here are some kind of classic ones that have, have, have a creepy element to them that I love. Um, death knocks. So mm. should someone knock at your door three times and then no one be there when you answer? Uh, that is death it alerting you that he is coming back to take your soul
1: yeah big 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 one in ireland huge one in ireland yeah yeah
0: yeah a huge one in texas as well um also just the idea of of someone knocking at your door and then you answer no one being there like it's not only kind of i guess i think we talked about that with like the black-eyed kids and stuff but it's also just creepy kind of serial killer nonsense as well
1: oh yeah for sure like yeah it's not a good time regardless
0: no not at all Uh, So yeah, whether it's paranormal or just sinister in general, (laughs) uh, it's supposed to indicate death. Uh, Another one would be ladies in white. Mm -hmm. So I know that we have covered and we probably will cover a lot more cases of women in white because they're kind of one of the most common ghost sightings that you hear about. Um, They're also considered a death omen yeah so, for example, dama Branca in Brazil is one example. She is a ghost woman who died in childbirth or of violent causes kind of depends on where you look at her but um she, seeing her is considered a death omen as well as les dames blanches which uh so white women who hide in France who hide near caves or narrow passages or bridges. And they are said that they ma- they make passers-by answer a riddle to continue by. And if the pa- if the person refuses, they will be attacked to death by goblins, cats, and owls.
1: It's nice to know. It's, it's good yeah. that they've included the goblins in there as well, because you can never be too certain.
0: No, I mean, I guess, I think I, I, think I would choose goblins, because that seems more metal than dying by, like, I was attacked by an owl.
1: <laughs> goblins for me would be the closest I'd get to, like, a, a Baromir death from Lord of the Rings, so I'm I'm all in
0: your horn is, horn is broken and shall be blown no more. Yeah, if I, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> if I could preferably be given a sword to fight the goblins, knowing I'll die, I, I I still, I'd take that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, and, well, speaking of owls, that's kind of an animal I missed, um, which I didn't know about, so owls are quite common as a death omen.
1: Yeah, yeah, super so, common.
0: Yeah, if you walk under a tree where an owl has hooted... Uh, that's a sign of death. Um, there's also uh, stories of a couple of Roman emperors who had owls perched above their doorways when they died. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I again, I growing up in the 90s and 2000s, my association where owls were like, oh letter carriers for wizards <laughs> like, i just did, i didn't grow up with a lot of owl lore
1: uh, elves are really interesting actually because they also cross over into the uh the ufo kind of alien realm as well um, really yeah they're generally seen as like an indicator that you have like aliens are coming down or uh, like are around it, it's a yeah they're they're super interesting i love elves
0: Oh, that's really weird. Like I love Alice too. I had no idea they had that kind of UFO connection. Yeah, yeah, it's um,
1: it's really cool. It's um, it's quite creepy as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I hate to tell you, but the cardinal directions are not safe either. In Japan, it is an it is a death omen to lay facing north. I... However, in Africa, it's a death omen to lay facing west.
1: <laughs> okay. So just so don't be, sleep.
0: Just don't sleep. Don't yeah. lay down. Don't sleep.
1: Okay.
0: Um, don't travel in any direction. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> like... just stay where you are. Um looking into a flame and seeing shapes is a death omen particularly if you see a coffin or a skull and crossbones
1: okay so it, it thankfully it's not just looking into a flame because <laughs> that that would not be good
0: well if you see um if the flame has an inordinate amount of blue tinge to it it means that your spirit will soon join the other world okay. so you have to be careful of like of, of flames burning blue
1: okay fair that's fair that, that yep. that's something anyway
0: However, I also saw one from Shropshire, I believe, in England, that uh, if you turn over coals as the fire is dying, you are bringing a death omen upon yourself. Oh and my I just god, thinking, no! But <laughs> but you need to you need to warm the house. You literally it's need cold. to turn
1: the coals over.
0: Cold, yes. So I think death was just so common that they needed anything to kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gary got up this morning and he, you know, he put his T-shirt on. That's a death omen. Oh, yeah. Never mind that there's Uh, a literal plague or something.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Like, never mind that Gary was a miner in the early 19th century.
1: Working in a mine, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So pregnant women are not safe from these death omens. Quite the contrary. They are at particular risk. Okay. So if a woman is expecting a baby, she must be sure and hold her breath when she passes a cemetery, which that yeah. one's pretty common. I've heard of that one before, like you should always hold your breath. But have you heard that she should also whistle when she passes a hearse or funeral procession?
1: Yeah, I actually have, because again, this is one of those weird like Irish things that it's clearly it's gotten here at some point. That, that is a thing. Yeah
0: um and well i was interested because i hadn't heard that one but i guess it makes sense by this logic it's to ensure that she literally pushes evil spirits out of her body with her breath and prevents them from lodging in her womb
1: that's so funny i didn't actually know the reason behind that oh
0: yeah (laughs) um so furthermore to continue on that pregnant women should not attend funerals according to legend yeah the departed spirit may seek to cling to their unborn child in an attempt to stay in the mortal realm
1: yeah that's uh which is
0: Quite, uh, I mean, would make a great horror film.
1: Uh, I'm almost certain someone has made a horror film based on that. Like, they, they had Yeah,
0: (laughs) I mean, like, Evil Babies are just great, like, fodder for horror films. Yeah, for
1: sure. Like, yeah, even just, like, the things like The Omen and stuff like that. Like, someone must have made some, some film with that connection.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, fuck, Omen, what a great film. Yeah. Um, but, oh, speaking of The Omen, people are still naming their child Damien. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I... After yeah. the omen came out, what are you doing?
1: And that's funny because um when we used to live in Vietnam, um one of our friends was called Damien and he would have been in his uh like mid to late thirties. So like yeah. when he when he was born, this would have been around twenty sixteen, mid to late thirties, he would have been what, like the the eighties? Yeah seventies, eighties yeah. when he was born. Mm-hmm. In in the UK. <laughs> so like literally where it's set. <laughs> His parents had to have known.
0: That's like there's a there's a there's actually a character in the show Penny Dreadful that talks about her brother and she's like, yeah, we named my brother Lucifer because it means bringer of the light. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't just mean that, does it? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: that, that's such a like. Okay, yeah, I know that's fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that in itself is a death omen. I think naming your child Damien or Lucifer. Yeah, fair. Um, so, oh, pregnant women also should not enter a graveyard because it could cause a miscarriage.
1: Okay, I mean, um, I guess I could understand the logic behind that one. In that, if they're entering a graveyard, it's potentially for a very stressful reason because a family member has died, and it could cause like ongius yes. and things like that. So,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, that's but but you know of the lore that is like it, it's the it's the spirits in the graveyard that cause the, it's the goblins. The, yeah, it's the goblins. It's yeah. full on goblins. Yeah. That baby's horn is broken and shall be blown no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, t- um, so, so this one actually isn't so bad. If if thunder rolls during a funeral, it means the deceased has successfully gone to heaven. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice one. It's probably the only nice one.
1: He's clapping the sky's cheeks as he goes to to heaven.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely um so this next one is heavily influenced by asian superstition i believe particularly vietnamese um it is said that in a, in, a, in a photograph of three people the middle one will be the first to die
1: yeah actually that does sound familiar i think i remember someone telling us this um sucks to be the middle person
0: oh yeah i mean i'm sure like it would always end up being me i'm sure like wouldn't without a doubt but it actually the where i got that though they were like because of the proliferation of smartphones and social media that like the superstition has largely died out. Because <laughs> it so would kinda funny. have to. <laughs>
1: but I was also thinking that like we noticed when we were in Vietnam anyway that like with so many photos are like so constructed in the sense of like people taking photos be like, No, you can't stand there, you need to stand here. Like, no, why are you standing there? Like you need to be here and you need to be in this pose and all that. Like and it would even just be for like work things or something like that or like, it's just it's very constructed so I was kind of thinking to myself even with smartphones I wouldn't be surprised if people are like planning for the middle person to potentially be like the person they don't like or the oldest person
0: oh god yeah that makes oh wow that's that one's see that one's creepy to me because I I do think of how many times like we are photographed here lately and then the kind of history of photographs as being like some cultures believing that it steal part of your soul um, and then the whole Victorian practice of photographing the dead and things that, and just being... that
1: in itself—that's definitely an episode. Because I every once in a while will like fall down a rabbit hole of like two, three a.m. Wikipedia, like reading about that whole practice of photographing the dead, the like Victorian practice, and seeing the example pictures.
0: <laughs> well, have you seen? Have you seen the ones that were sold erotically?
1: Yep. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, of course, of course they were, um,
0: because of course they were precisely. Yeah.
1: But I remember like in the early days of Reddit, it could still be there. But I remember there was like a sub dedicated to like guessing which one was dead and which one wasn't. Like,
0: oh god,
1: that's cause it grim. Because like, you know the way it's like those are like it's such an old f- picture and like the whole practice where they'd like force open the eyes and everything like that. Like some of the pictures do genuinely like you can't tell who's like who's dead and who isn't. Uh. Um, yeah, very bizarre. Very, very bizarre practice. Like, sad, though. Like, that. that's why they, like, when you know why they did it, like, it is quite sad. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's no Well, except, no for the, no.
0: except for, I mean, the ones sold erotically are just no, problematic. Uh, yeah,
1: okay. I, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously, um, they're sad and wrong. And wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about like, the other ones.
0: The ones, like, in the others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, yeah, there's definitely, uh, I mean, there's a lot of kind of Victorian fodder that I'm sure will come up in episodes. Yeah. As we, as we go along, because there were just some, there was just some creepy stuff occurring at the time when we head into what is considered modernity and technology and... yeah. And yet there are these hangovers of almost pre-enlightenment beliefs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it makes for an interesting time, but yeah, no, the, uh, the anything to do with photographs, I find pretty interesting because uh, I would like to do an episode in the future on Victorian seances, yeah, uh, and I'm photographs, yeah, oh yeah, which are both creepy and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm all but, there. Okay. once
1: you don't make me take part in any sort of seance, then I'm I'm all I'm all good.
0: Ah, uh, you're not into it? Not not no no Ouija boards for you?
1: Not for me. Thanks very much. <laughs> don't believe in it, but I also I firmly hold the belief of I don't want to be the first person to find out I'm wrong. <laughs>
0: You have a cautious skepticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, no, so that, no, that'll that be an interesting one. Um, Let me, oh, so here we go. So uh, this one, some of these you're like, Jesus Christ, nothing can be good. So if a rainbow is over a house, like bends over a house, someone in that house will die within a year. Right. <laughs> a rainbow.
1: Okay, yeah, a rainbow. V- like, viewed as a, a good luck symbol everywhere.
0: <laughs> viewed as, in Christianity, literally the covenant of God not to destroy the earth with water again. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yet someone like they were literally looking for any possible ex- like i just i find it fascinating like they're and yet sad because i mean they're looking for any possible explanation for the seeming randomness and brutality of death
1: yeah it is quite um, sad when you do kind of look like when you think about it you know the, the clearly just like distraught people looking for reasons
0: and if, if you think about it like pre-1850 ish like what was it, half of children died before the age of five. So yeah, I'm like, maybe it is if you trim the nails too early. Maybe that did it.
1: Yeah, yeah they got an infection and died from it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You cut too close. There yeah. you go. Um, or if the, like if you can find no other reason other than like, well, this, the baby seemed fine, but it did sneeze. So
1: This is what I said on a previous podcast. Like We are like worryingly close um, in time to a, a period where a head cold was a death sentence for you. Like it yes. is not that far in the past.
0: <laughs> um. So I have one. So I have two left. Okay. Um. One is interesting, and one is kind of practical and sad. So we're gonna go the practical and sad one first, and then I want to end on one that I had never heard of, but I'm in love with. Um. So practical one. So a single match should never light three separate cigarettes.
1: I have heard this one, and I did not realize that was a death omen.
0: Yep. Do you know why it is a death omen? No. Okay, it comes from the Crimean War. So where the light of a single match could aid an enemy sniper to, like, find where people were from across a field, and by the time the unlucky third person receives the flame to light their cigarette, the enemy sniper has had time to aim and fire.
1: That's really interesting, and makes total Isn't sense. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And that that, uh, that ac- absolutely is a death omen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, precisely. It's, it's probably the first one that you've read. It that's actually a fact.
0: <laughs> it's actually helpful in guiding yeah, yeah. your life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I read that. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating. That it actually like it has been taken into common use out like out of that context, but the the context in which it originated makes total sense.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I could definitely see that. Um, carrying forward to the first world war as well, hundred percent.
0: Oh yeah yeah, 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 and then yeah, and then now it's just. uh it, much like blood is thicker than water, it's just become uh, common usage common, and without yeah. any kind of context, yeah. So this one is apparently a big deal. I have never heard of it. And if you think about it, could be quite terrifying. So have you heard of Korean fan death?
1: No, I don't, I don't believe I have. <laughs> have you heard those words put together before? I don't think so. I, I'm trying to remember <laughs> and uh, nothing's coming up.
0: So this is my last one, and it is, um, I ran across it because it is considered a bad omen in Korean and I believe somewhat in Japanese culture. It originated, I think, fairly recently, as in like the early 2000s. Okay.
1: Um,
0: And it is, you should never sleep with a fan on overnight or it will kill you. So you, like, if you sleep with a fan on with no windows open, that fan will kill you. And I've seen various things of, like, the blades spit off and, like, cut your head off, or it, like, shorts and there's a fire, and, like, all this other... Just really strange kind of associations with fans. In fact, it's, it's become so much a thing that a lot of fans in Korea apparently are sold with timers that will shut off at night so you don't forget.
1: Yeah, I had no idea why, when we lived in Vietnam, why the um, more expensive fans that were, like, Korean brands had timers on them. You've literally, so just, you've experienced you've literally this. just blown my mind.
0: Yeah, so it's It's literally called Korean fan death.
1: Okay, we, and it's yeah, a superstition. That's so funny. I, I had n- genuinely no idea. And I, I did think about it at the time. And then I was like, oh, it's probably just because it's a better made fan or something. Um, no,
0: no, 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 no. It, it's apparently to do with this... Um, this kind of superstition that it's dangerous to sleep with a fan uh on at night
1: that's so funny like i genuinely had no idea i and i never bought those fans anyway i just bought the cheapest shittiest fan i could <laughs> because oh yeah absolutely why else would we uh you bought the
0: one with? that actually could cut your head off
1: <laughs> oh i absolutely did like one fan in particular i had we discovered when i took it apart after we've been using it for a while just to clean it that that Mm-hmm. The um the fans on it like they were literally metal blades. I thought they were plastic oh, the entire time. <laughs> um, so
0: you you literally had a death omen sitting in your room.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And also, um in Vietnam, you don't leave your windows open at night because you don't know what the fuck is going to crawl in your windows. So those windows stay closed. <laughs> so I created the perfect environment for fan death. I didn't even realize it.
0: You did. yeah. Uh, yeah so so now you know because that is something I learned in researching this and was just, I just thought it's because it's almost, it's so recent as well. It's almost, it's not really folklore. It's like an urban legend.
1: Yeah. That's so, that's so funny. You've genuinely kind of actually like blown my mind here. I'm I'm trying to like process this now.
0: I mean, I've, I, hopefully I've given you enough thought, like you're going to go throughout your day now and think, Oh, death omen. Oh, fuck death omen. Yeah. (laughs) To be
1: fair. Like it's, it's an ever present thought in an Irish person's mind anyway, how close we are to death. True. So,
0: oh yeah because there were even some there were some i left out but like uh if rain falls on an open grave and i thought well when is that fucking not happening in ireland yep. um uh most of them a lot of them interestingly relate to someone in your family dying um i'm thinking specifically like i didn't obviously talk about like your your favorite person on the planet uh the banshee
1: banshee i when you yeah. started talking about death i was, I was like <laughs> fuck are we about to talk about about this one? I, I did
0: I decided to try and stick to more like things that you do or things that happen during the day rather than a kind of uh, black eyed dog or red eyed dogs that that follow you at night just because I just thought that there were so many things that people viewed as like Jesus this will like this is a sign
1: Uh, which I just find fascinating so the thing about the Banshee for anyone that's listening um, Irish people I I would imagine particularly um, have this innate fear of the Banshee Not because of the Banshee itself, but because of a film called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. (laughs) And I don't need to go any further for anyone who knows what I'm talking about, because you were all probably traumatized as children as well, watching this film. Um, I will talk about Banshees at some point in an episode, but uh, yeah, it's it's something that I unfortunately hold close to my heart, and I'm not (laughs) happy about (laughs) it.
0: Which I can't wait for you to, like, I can't wait to dig through your childhood trauma in a oh, future episode. That episode's
1: probably just going to be called, like, Rob's Childhood Trauma. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of um, a quick an overview, but that's really just scratching the surface, obviously. There are loads and loads more, but I just felt like some of those were just, like, I mean, it, like, a lot of them I do on a daily basis. Like, the amount of dishes I've broken in my life, like, Jesus... Like, I should be dead 12 times over. No, you're I should done. have no family left. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should be alone on this planet. <laughs> not long um, left for this world. No, not at all. Um, uh, but now, hopefully, it, it gives you a creepy pause the next time you hear, uh, hear funeral music, but you don't see anything. Or maybe the next time you even see the beautiful bow of a rainbow. Yeah. Um, maybe you'll think twice about it being a sign of prosperity and good luck.
1: Yep. Or you realize you didn't wave at the magpie when he flew by you that morning.
0: Yep. And it's going to really make you think next time you sneeze. Like, yeah. when did you sneeze? What context was it? And are you fucked?
1: Or, or just existing, actually, by the sense of things.
0: Just, yeah. <laughs> like, ever been by a fireplace and touched a coal? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh So, yeah, hopefully you can now go go um, amongst your day rob and fellow listeners thinking of uh, all the ways in which death will visit be visited upon you
1: yeah thank you for that you've just made me just really kind of appreciate how superstitious Irish people are because as you were naming off a lot of these I was like yeah I've heard that one yeah I've heard that one and then I'm thinking I've heard of that one because of people in Ireland we yep. we are a superstitious bunch <laughs> um Ugh. yeah and it's it's thankfully not all just death omens that we're superstitious about so it's fine we we, we got a pass
0: yeah, yeah, yeah you've got some you've got some yeah. other ones around like good luck and stuff as yeah. well
1: yeah as, as a nation that's experienced a huge amount of death though i'm not surprised we're, we're responsible or <laughs> taking part in a lot of these death omens
0: absolutely yeah
1: but uh no that's cool i I really enjoyed that thank you for that i I really really enjoyed learning about these you uh, i'm still like flabbergasted about the fan one so you've given me a lot to think about now
0: (laughs) well i just thought you know let's uh first first recording of the year let's start off strong with some some omens of death and then we'll continue (laughs) on from there
1: yeah 2024 (laughs) it's gonna be our year (laughs) it's gonna be
0: our year yeah All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully you have a lovely weekend as you listen to this, hopefully on a Friday. And we'll see you next
1: time. Bye, guys. Take it easy, guys.